Welcome back, everyone, to another episode broadcast of It's Called Soccer. Um, I hope everyone has had a great past week this week, and hopefully you guys got to catch a soccer game this weekend. Um, So, yeah. If you're new here, welcome in. Um, This is a show where we just talk about soccer. We're going to be talking about some MLS and Premier League games from this past week, and a little... Uh, It was a little weird. We had some MLS games played in the middle of the week this week and on the weekend, so there's a few from from last Wednesday, plus also this weekend that we'll be talking about. Um, And I think there's only one uh, Champions League game that we'll be talking about today. But, uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about that and then some more more players from this week, some that I haven't talked about, some that I have talked about within the past couple weeks that we'll be touching on again as... Uh, we get back into the swing of things and things like that. Um, if you are just now joining us and, or maybe you missed last week, you can head on over to my Instagram at it's called soccer 10 Drop a follow. Um, I'll be asking a question there next week and have some feedback from you, from the audience, from you guys. And also, um, you can catch my podcast there, which is just my radio broadcast. As of right now, it's just my radio broadcast. I record it. I edit it, and then I put it into a podcast. So if you have to leave us early today, you missed uh, every other episode up until now. This is your first time listening. You can catch all of my stuff from last semester, um, all of my stuff from the past couple weeks, plus today's and the rest of the semesters will be on there. So if you have to leave us early today, you can catch up on the rest of the episode over there uh, sometime this week, and then you can also catch up on everything else that you've missed as well. So head on over to my Instagram at It's Called Soccer 10. There's a link to the podcast. You can listen on Spotify and Apple Music, or you can straight listen from the uh, link that's provided. Um, so, yeah, if you would do that, that'd be really cool. Um but yeah, so we're gonna be talking about uh, some pretty. There were some pretty good matches this week. Uh, bear with me. I may have forgotten my laptop this week, so we might be stumbling a little bit just using my phone for score lines and things like that. But hopefully, we won't have to do that much. Um, but yeah, so um, without further ado, first game we're gonna be looking at. Excuse me. From the Premier League is Newcastle versus Sheffield United. Now this game was heavily one-sided. Um, we see Newcastle walk away with an eight-zero victory in this one. Now Newcastle is a great team. They are a good team who's over in the Champions League, so they were able to uh, to make it there this year. Um, so hats off to them. They performed really well. Last year in the Premier League, getting them earning themselves a spot in the Champions League. Um, now, I will say that if any of you have seen the groups for Champions League, you'll know that Newcastle is in that group of death with Dortmund and uh, Milan and the fourth one I can't remember right now, but they're over there in that group of death. That I mean, if anybody knows Newcastle, they're going to have a tough time playing that one. Um, for sure, but they get the game started off in the 21st minute, and they're up 3-0 by half. Halftime comes back. They get up within the next 20 minutes. They're up by 6. So it's 6-0 at the 68th minute, and then they score two more before the game's over and just end it 8-0 and give Sheffield United no chance of even trying to win the game here um looking at ball possession now granted ball possession wasn't super split but that's probably because every time um newcastle had the ball they put it in the back of the net so ball possession 58 percent in favor of newcastle um and then we're seeing total shots is 22 in favor of newcastle again and just overall they just outperformed them on the field um, with more more chances, more create more chances created, um, and more more passing, more moving the ball around and getting it to the right spot, obviously, and then taking more shots. In the end, getting them. I mean, eight to zero victory. Like that one's just a huge scoreline that we don't see often. Um, I'm sure all the people that that know about soccer and see that soccer ties a lot i'm sure they're excited to see that there was actually eight goals in a game um i'm sure was happy to to see the score line on that one um obviously a good game to watch and a good one to uh 
especially if you're a Newcastle fan, a good one to uh, keep up with. But if you're if you're that uh, Sheffield fan, you know, stay in there. You guys, your season isn't over yet. It's only the fourth or fifth week of uh, the Premier League, so you guys are doing fine. Uh, moving on, next game we got is Brighton versus Bournemouth. Uh, we see Brighton walk away with a three-one victory over Bournemouth. Um, obviously. Very good for Brighton. They've been struggling these first couple weeks, and they struggled a little bit last year. Um, and we see Bournemouth just doing Bournemouth things. Um, I mean, they they haven't been the greatest. Uh, they weren't really the greatest last season, and now this season not being the greatest that they can be. Um, I'm sure and hope to see their season turn around for sure, to see them in here a lot more. They are a competitive team. They are a good team, and I wouldn't even be surprised at this point if they beat Chelsea. Um, we'll get into that in a second. But looking at this game, 62% in favor of um, Brighton and Bournemouth only having 38%. Brighton Brighton really only had one more shot than uh, Bournemouth, but they got two more to go in. Um, but Brighton really just... They were able to move the ball and create those chances that they that they had, and so that ended up with them getting more goals in the back of the net. Um, obviously, really good team, really good competition this year for sure. Um, looking forward to seeing the rest of their the rest of their season. Um, I'm sure whenever it comes down to it. Um, Moving on over onto the Chelsea talk. This uh, this has nothing to do with a game from last week. It, it kind of does, but we're not getting into their game specifically. Just a frustration of a fan um, is all it is. Is I mean, we lost to Aston Villa this weekend, one to zero, and I just remember after I saw a one to zero score line and it came down to the 85th minute. I just texted texted my brother who's also a fan of the of Chelsea and I said you know what we're going to be in the championship league I said championship league here we come which uh, if you don't know the championship league is the one that's right underneath the premier league and so at the end of the season uh three teams get demoted I think it's three teams or four teams three teams for sure get demoted and a four team goes into a playoff and gets demoted and then um four teams come up from the championship league and so i texted him i said we're going to be in the championship league next season and he said can't wait and i said hopefully maybe whenever we're in there next season we can actually win a game or do something with our money because for some of you that don't know we spent i think like 700 million last year and didn't do anything with it but be a mid team in the premier league like we spent all that money for players and contracts and things like that, and we didn't do anything with it except for walk away with a twelfth place in the Premier League. Like that's something super good. Um, it's not, but anyways, I wouldn't even be surprised if we start seeing all these all these teams who aren't having a hot season just come out and beat Chelsea, and I'll be like, well, you know, we I saw it coming from the beginning. Um, but I'm really hoping that we turn it around. But yeah, off the Chelsea topic, back to Brighton and Bournemouth. Hats off to Brighton. They're doing. They're having a pretty great season right now. I think they're high up in the table for real. Um, doing good. Uh, love to see it. A three-one victory over Bournemouth. Not the hardest competition in the Premier League, but not the easiest for sure. I mean, if you're in the Premier League, you deserve to be there. There's a reason you're there. So never doubt a team in the Premier League even for not doing the best, but you can doubt Chelsea all you want to because we are not the best. So, yeah, but moving on to our Champions Champions League um, game of this this week that I thought was pretty good. Another high-scoring, high-scoreline game. We're looking at Bayern Munich versus Manchester United. We see Bayern walk away with a 4-3 to three victory in this one. Um... We see that Byron scored in the 28th minute and then the 32nd minute. And then we go to halftime, 2-0 Byron up. Man United comes out, scores in the 49th minute, and then it go, and then they come back and Byron scores again in the 54th minute, putting them up 3-1. Game goes on all the way up until the 88th minute, and then Man, Man United scores again, putting them within an equalizing distance. But Byron scores in the second minute of stoppage time, putting them ahead four to two. And uh, Casemiro scores in the fifth minute of stoppage time. 
for Man United, and that's where it ends. They just they got that right at the very end. Those goals right at the very end. Um, if if uh, Man United would have been able to stop the one that was scored in the second minute of stoppage time, then they would have been able to maybe pull this one out for for at least a tie, um, if not a victory for sure. Um, you know, Casemiro just scored those two goals way too late um, t- for them to even be able to come back and try and tie it again. Um, so. Both teams, very, very good teams, very good histories. Looking at it, Bayern Munich leads ball possession by 60% to 40%. They also had 10 total more shots than Man United um, and way more, four more corners and about 200 more accurate passes. So obviously Bayern out there dominating with the ball um, and moving around and keeping it in their offensive third to be able to score all four of those goals. And then we also see Man United still being able to do good with the ball, obviously. Mostly every time they had the ball, they were able to perform something with it. I mean, they did score a third of the shots that they took, um, so definitely uh, a good one there. Uh, And so, I mean, moving through the Champions League right now, there's, there hasn't been a ton of games played still in that group stage. Um, Bayern is obviously a team that's that has been good for a while, um, one that will definitely continue to be good as we move forward in that season. Um, next game, moving back over to the Premier League, we see Luton Town versus Wolverhampton Wolves. Um, we see that ends in a 1-1 tie. Um Obviously, great game for Luton. Um, They're at the bottom of the table. They haven't been able to really do anything this season. They've performed okay. They've lost every game that they've played until now. They've gotten their first, uh, first tie in the Premier League. This is the first thing that hasn't been a loss on them. So, obviously, hats off to them. Maybe they're turning their season around. Maybe it was just a fluke. Who knows? But they obviously played pretty decent defense. I mean, looking looking down at the uh, at the match stats, we're seeing a sixty percent or sorry, fifty six percent in favor of ball possession in favor of Luton versus forty four percent in favor um, in favor of the Wolves. Um, I mean, obviously doing really well. They took 20 total shots, Luton did, versus the Wolves, three. So, I mean, if you're taking 20, one of them's bound to go in, right? I mean, they would have loved to have more than one of those 20 go in because then that means that they would have taken away the victory in this. But obviously, the Wolves weren't, wouldn't allow that. Um, and so, I mean, looking at it again, you're seeing Luton with 10 corners versus uh, the Wolves is one. I mean, when looking at that, you're like, can they really like not do anything with the ball? Like, it's there. the The chances are there. the uh, The strive is there. the The want to to win and score is there. But it's just coming down to they can't finish once they get there. Obviously, taking twenty shots, having ten corners is a great thing for the team, obviously boosting morale, obviously helping helping the team out um, when thinking about it. And another good thing for the team and fans is walking away with a tie after having four straight losses is obviously a good thing. It makes you feel a little better. Would have loved to have the win there. But you, you can't complain about a tie whenever all you've done is lost in the new league you've been in. They're one of the teams that just got promoted to the Premier League. And so, new face around for this season. Obviously, they're doing, they're doing decent. They're do, I'll say that. They're, they're doing what they need to do to get there. But they need to do more. Like they're obviously performing pretty well in the field, doing great with their passing, doing great with their shots, doing great, great with their with their chances created. They're just not finishing those, and that's what they need to work on. They need to work on putting that ball in the back of the net, getting it, getting those goals in, so that they can they can have a better 
better chance at winning a game and maybe even just saying a better chance at tying game again. I mean, looking good, um, I enjoy seeing these new teams thrive in the Premier League. Love to see new teams, but also love to see the teams that are here now because you know the ones that normally stick around and stay in the Premier League are the ones that are the biggest competition. They're the ones that everybody wants to play for. They're the ones that um, have the biggest names and things like that. So, obviously, happy for them. Let's see how they turn around next week or this upcoming weekend with their game. Let's see if they can turn it around, maybe come out with a win this time. Um, And then, finally, the last game we got for the Premier League over there in Europe, um, we got... Liverpool versus West Ham. We see Liverpool walk away with a 3-1 victory over West Ham. Um, we also, looking at ball possession, Liverpool is just dominant. Um, they have 64% to 36%. They have 22 total shots versus um, West Ham's 11. So they doubled their shots. Seven corners to West Ham's four. Um, really like almost 300 more accurate passes than West Ham. Um, so obviously looking good. Um, they always do. I mean, Liverpool is a great team made with great, has a lot of great players on it. Um, and they've been here for a while. They're not new to the scene. They, they've always been a great team and they're going to stick around and continue to be a great team. Um, with Mohamed Salah leading that team, uh, for a while now, he'll continue to be that star player that's on the team. He does walk away with this week with the man of the match for this match. Um, but another, another team that knows, knows what they're doing. They've been here for a minute. They know, they know exactly how to win. Um, so, yeah, another another good, solid victory for uh, Liverpool, continuing to keep themselves up there at the top of that table. Um, shifting a little bit now away from the Premier League, we're going to be moving over to the MLS or American Soccer, whichever one you would like to call it. Um, first game we got is Inter-Miami versus Toronto. Um, we're seeing Inter Miami win this one four to zero. Obviously, looking good, especially after last week's um, loss that they had against Atlanta United. Um, I think I don't know if Messi played in this one either. Um, so, good job, Inter Miami. They were able to squeak out another win, and this time it wasn't with Messi. And so, I mean, whenever looking at the team, you might be able to say now, you might be able to look at him and go, well. If Messi wasn't the reason that they won this time, maybe he's not the only thing that's getting them those wins. You see what I'm saying? Like, yes, he's a great player, and yes, he's probably one of the main reasons that they turned their season around and started winning games again and moving out of the very bottom of the table. Um, But looking at it, I mean, hats off to them. They can win without him. That's good for them. That's obviously good for morale, good for... Good for them because they're they're saying, uh, we are inner Miami. We don't need one singular player to win games for us every time we play. Um, ball possession, looking at it, sixty percent in favor of Miami. Uh, Thirteen total shots versus eight. Um, I mean, and then again, inaccurate passes, almost three hundred more. So they're still able to move the ball, still able to keep possession of it, and finish. When the need, when when they need to, so obviously very good team. Um, love to see it when Messi plays for them. Love to see it that they can win without him. Um, obviously a big step in the right direction, moving away from just having a singular player who's turning the whole season around. I mean they have great players on that team. DeAndre Yedlin, another great player that I mean, not that he went there and his career died or anything like that. No way. His career is still thriving. There's still there's still a team to be reckoned with. I mean, you still are gonna have to go there and compete. You can't just show up and be like, ah, oh, this team's at the bottom of the table. This is easy peasy. No, there's there's no way you can do that. I mean, take I'm gonna do it again. Take Chelsea for for an example. I mean, we we're a great team. We are, but some of the things we do aren't the greatest. I mean, we. We are a great team. We're supposed to be up there, top top upper part of the table, but we just aren't performing to what we do. I mean, on paper, we 
we're probably supposed to be up there really high, but we just don't. And so thinking, I mean, we lost this weekend to a team who's new back new to the Premier League this year. They weren't in it last year, but they're back now, and we lost to them. And it's another team who was struggling these first couple weeks in the Premier League because they are that new team coming into this tough competition. Um, and we lost to them. And so it's not like saying, oh, this team's at the bottom of the table. We'll never beat them or we'll, we'll never lose to them because obviously you will. And this time they did it without Messi. So hats off to them for being able to perform without that player and being able to do what they did out there on their own. Uh, moving on from that one, we're looking at DC United versus the New York Red Bulls. Uh, we see that the Red Bulls walk away with this as a 5-3 to three victory. Another one that had a super high scoreline, obviously, with eight total goals coming from this game. Uh, but we see New York walk away with 5-3 to three victory. Um, we see they start the game off in the 17th minute. New York scores, and then really in the... 21st and 36th minute is when DC United first equalizes it and then takes the lead, and then right before half, and then also stoppage time at half. Um, we really are going into half 3-3 three to three tied because all three of the goals for DC United were scored in the first half and one in that stoppage time at half, and then another one for the Red Bulls. The second one for the Red Bulls was scored in the 44th minute and then the um, more stoppage time uh, right before half. So we're going into half 3-3. Three to three. Both teams looking and feeling great. Coming back out from half. Um, eight minutes after... Or no. In the 58th minute. Sorry. In the 58th minute, we see the Red Bull score again. Going up by one more goal. And then all the way up until the very end, they're leading by one. And we see that New York scores another one in the third minute of stoppage time at the end of the game. Um, so yeah. I mean... If you're a DC United fan, obviously be happy that your team performed the way that they did. Don't be happy when you look at at the scoreline, though. Um, 60% ball possession in favor of DC United obviously isn't a fun thing to look at when your team loses, but it's not the worst. It shows that they're able to possess the ball. They're able to pass it. Um, They do almost have double accurate passes, too, which, which does hurt, but... Uh, we see New York walk away with five more shots in them. Um, but again, I mean, don't be looking at looking at those stats. Yes, it hurts to see uh, way more ball possession, way more passing, being able to move that ball around, just not being able to finish. And obviously, New York, every time they had the ball, they were they were putting it in the back of the net. Um, obviously, just be happy that your team was able to perform a little bit, was able to uh, do something with the ball when they had it. I mean, it does hurt to see a 60 to 40% in a loss, but they're still learning. They're still moving throughout these games, still still performing to that high level that they have been all season and still doing uh, great. Next one is Houston versus Vancouver from this weekend. We see a 4-1 to one victory for Houston. Uh, starting the game off, I mean, Houston scores all four of their goals before Vancouver even puts one on the, on the board. So we see Houston scored in the 13th minute and then the 44th minute, go to half to win in 2-0, and then the 73rd and the 84th minute. So you're winning 4-0 walking into the 90th minute. And then in the 90th minute, Vancouver finally scores to get their one goal, but that goal is literally an own goal. So Houston technically scored all five, just one of them was for the opposing team here. Um, But, yeah, I mean, good for them, good all around. Uh, Looking at ball possession, split directly down the middle, 50-50%. Vancouver walks away with five more total shots, though, Three more corners, pretty much dead even in accurate passes. So I, Vancouver able to keep the ball, able to shoot the ball, and able to create their own chances and create those openings for them to score, just not able to bury the ball in the back of the net. Just, just not able to completely finish what they had started. Another thing, like not, not happy to see it, but not sad either. Obviously, a great team out there performing, just not able to 
get it in the back of the net. Whereas Houston was able to open the ball up a little bit more. I mean, they scored four of the six shots that they took. Obviously, super good. Very conservative with shooting the ball. Maybe only shooting whenever they had an opening and had had a time that was going to be good to shoot the ball. So, excuse me. So, obviously... Good for Houston, uh, but also good for Vancouver. I mean, they're they're still able to use the ball on the field and get it around to where they need it to. They just weren't able to finish, and that's the only thing with them. They weren't able to uh, get it in the back of the net and weren't able to to like produce anything with the balls that they had. Um, so yeah. Moving on, another one that is another high-scoring game. We did have, we did have a lot of uh, high-score lines this this past week. Um, we're looking at the LA Galaxy versus Minnesota game, a four to three victory in favor of LA Galaxy. Um, we see moving into half, Minnesota's actually leading three to one, and then coming back from half. The last goal being scored in the 82nd minute. LA Galaxy takes the lead and then, um, or ties it, takes the lead, and that's where it ends. Um, looking on down at the match stats, obviously, LA Galaxy walking away with 56% of the ball possession, 21 total shots versus um, Vancouver's 11. More big chances in favor of LA Galaxy. More passes being made. Way more corners. Six to two in corners. Less fouls committed. So, I mean, you're walking into halftime. I said Vancouver earlier. I meant Minnesota. You're walking into halftime as Minnesota leading three to one. You're thinking, great. If we keep this up, we walk away with a victory and a pretty profound one at that. But... You slip up a couple times, you let them make these passes, you let them keep the ball way too much and shoot way too often, give up some big set pieces, obviously, and LA Galaxy just buries a ball in the back of the net a couple times, and that's where the game ends. I mean, they're walking with a 4-3 victory. Obviously, great team. Um, We'll be talking about one of the players from their squad in a little bit whenever we talk about... um, teams and stuff like that so yeah last game i got from the mls and then we'll talk about our girls here at jsu but last game i got from the mls is atlanta united versus montreal and we see atlanta united walk away with a four to one victory obviously i'm happy about it atlanta united fan happy to see my boys doing great out there um we see the first goal come in the 30th minute for atlanta and then the 33rd minute they scored, so they're up 2-0, and then in the 40th minute, Montreal comes back, and then we go to halftime, Atlanta leading 2-1, to one, come back one minute after half, Atlanta scores their third goal, and then in the 89th minute, they score another one. So, obviously, Atlanta dominating in this game across as far as scoring, and then obviously, again, ball possession 64% in favor of Atlanta United. Uh, a 17 to 11 total shots in favor of them. More big chances. More, almost 300 more accurate passes again. Um, four more corners. So Atlanta's just walking around. They they're able to create those chances. Obviously, like I've been saying, um, and able to put the ball in the back of the net. They're they're a team that can move the ball around really well. Um, obviously, with passing it and then creating those opportunities. To put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, they shot 17 times and put four in in there um, versus the 11 shot um, by Montreal and only being able to produce one goal from that. Um, obviously, fun. Both teams are great. Both teams do compete. Um, Atlanta United just coming out of this one with a little bit more heart, a little bit more... Uh, competitiveness in them uh so happy for them super happy my team we walked away with another victory this week so can't complain about that so those are all the games i got from the premier league and the mls um now moving on before we start talking about players from this past week we're going to talk about the jsu women's soccer team uh we went to louisiana tech last thursday 
and we actually walked away with a tie, 3-3. Three to three. Not mad about it. Super happy. Um, I don't know many of you followed soccer last year, but this year we've actually won more games than we did all last season, and we're really only... I mean, we're three-fourths of the way through the season, but obviously performing really great. Super happy for these girls. Super fun to watch. Um, I, don't, I haven't had a chance to come out to a game, but... They do stream the games on ESPN+, Plus, so if you have that, you can catch these games on your streaming devices or anything like that. But walk away Thursday with a 3-3 tie, and then we were here at JSU versus Western Kentucky, and we walk away with another tie 1-1. So obviously, not mad at it. Super happy that our girls are able to uh, to get the job done, to, to move up continue to do well in the season we're not taking losses we're taking ties here so that's okay um i'll take those any day of the week versus a loss um so happy for them looking forward to the rest of the season last couple of games coming up finishing out strong maybe even going to a tournament and whacking some fools around and winning winning that thing um would love to see it so hats off to them, obviously, doing great in their season. I mean, if we're winning more games than we did all last season at all, obviously doing pretty well this season. Um, so excited to see how that season continues to grow and continues to uh, to move on down the line, um, and we will we will see how, how things end here shortly. Um, but, yeah, that was JSU Women's. We'll be talking about one of their games. It's going to be coming up later this week. We'll be talking about that. A little bit later, so try to come out and support and watch our girls hopefully win another game. Uh, right now, we our record is 5-5-2. Five, five, and two. So we're not negative. We're dead even. Got two ties. Looking pretty great, if you ask me. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm excited about it uh, as we continue on through the season. So... Now, moving on over to players from this past week. Uh, we have a couple that I really hope that I don't mess up saying their name, but I haven't heard their name that often. Some of them are from different countries and things like that. And so a little bit different names, some names that I haven't personally heard of a lot of. Um, and I don't know if you guys have or not, but some players that stood out, um, some new ones, some ones that we've talked about before. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. The first one we got is Kaoru Mitoma, um, playing, playing for Brighton in their three to one victory over Bournemouth this week. We see him walk away with two of their three goals, um, taking two total shots. Obviously, super good. His shot accuracy was two, and he scored two, so 100% shot accuracy. Um, obviously, a good, good youngish, middle-aged player, 26-year-old from Japan. Um, happy to see him doing what he needs to do to get the job done. Happy, happy seeing a new, a new face performing really well out on, out there, uh, able to keep the ball moving, able to, uh, to, uh, put up, put up the numbers that he needs to walking away from this game with an 8.7 match rating and man of the match, obviously scoring both goals out of there or two goals out of their three that they had from this week. So, um, a good player, happy to see, um, Happy to see him doing well, and uh, happy. Hope, hopefully, we'll we'll be able to talk about him a couple more times this this semester. Um, that means his his season's doing well, and he's doing great. So uh, yeah, next one we got is Hungmin Sun. Some of you probably recognize his name. Some of you probably may have heard me talk about him can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago that we talked about him. Um, striker for Tottenham, a, an amazing player. Um, in, in their victory over, uh, or not victory, sorry, in their tie to Arsenal this weekend, uh, he scored both of their goals. So it was a 2-2 two to two tie, and he scored both of them, only taking three total shots, one of them just missing um, the goal, obviously, good player. I mean, he's a guy who is able to spread the ball out, able to move the ball around and create those chances, but also making the runs for the chances 
to be created even more, but making those runs and then inevitably burying the ball in the back of the net. Another great player, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, um, and I I wouldn't even be mad if we talked about him again. Uh, Great player. Love watching him play. He's been he's been doing it for a while now. Um, so another another player to, that has continued to do great for his entire career. Another player that you definitely should continue to keep your eye out on because he's somebody who continues to perform. He's somebody who has always performed and will perform every time you see him. Um, moving on, our next person is Kyrian Trippier. I think I might be saying that right. Kyrian Trippier playing for Newcastle in their 8-0 victory over Sheffield United. Um, Now, this man didn't walk away with any goals whatsoever from that game, but he did walk away with a 9.5 match rating and man of the match in his right-back position. Only played 70 minutes of the game, and he walks away with three assists from this game. So not three goals, not a hat trick. You can call it a hat trick if you want to. A hat trick of assists, for sure. Three assists out of the eight goals. So obviously doing a great job out on the field. Um, a little bit up there in age. He's a 33-year-old guy, veteran of the game, you could say. Um, obviously doing really great. Had an 83% accurate passes this week. Um, walking away with three Assists is no, it's not easy to do. Um, I mean, especially when your team is winning um, eight to zero and you walk away with three of those assists from that game. Good night. Good job for you. Um, So, great player. Continue to look out for him. Obviously, a veteran of the game. And hopefully, we'll be able to see him continue to do great this season and continue to. to perform for his team. I mean, if you're getting three three assists this week, we're it's a new standard. We're expecting at least one every week um, from now on, obviously. So, uh, moving on, our next player is James Tarkowski. Plays for Everton in their win this weekend, a 3-1 victory. Um, looking at him... He scored one of those goals and assisted one of those goals, so he was a part of two. Um, two of their three goals obviously took two total shots, so he's 50% on the shots, 77% in accurate passes, doing really well on the team. Uh, another one of those guys who's kind of a veteran of the game at 30 years old, um, showing out for Everton. Obviously, doing great. Another guy to keep your eye out on, one that's going to perform is going to be able to spread that ball out. Obviously, he's able to score and he's able to assist. So a player that you want on every team who's able to finish the ball, but also able to get the ball off his foot and make that chance for the for the other person on his team to put it in the back of the net. Um, and then another one from the Premier League, we're going to be looking at Mr. Harry Kane. Um, last, but certainly not least, of the Premier League, or this one's actually his Champions League performance. Actually, he doesn't play in the Premier League. Champions League performance. Um, I'm sure some of you know who Mr. Harry Kane is playing for Bayern Munich in their victory over Man United in the 4-3 victory. He walks away with an 8.9 match rating in Man of the Match, and he walks away with one goal and one assist out of their four um, goals to win, obviously, another guy, again, veteran of the game, 30 years old, great player, one to continue to keep your eye on because he's always doing something. Great player for England's national team, great player for Bayern Munich's team. Um, somebody, I mean, in that striker position, he's able to do a lot. Um, continue to look at him, continue to... Um, to figure out how how he's actually doing, um, because he is he is that player who's who's doing great. Um, he he played for ten years on Tottenham, and then he also 
moved over to Bayern this year. So obviously fitting in really well, doing great with the team chemistry, switching from one team to another back in August and able to still perform. Getting that one goal, that one assist out of their four. Obviously doing great. I hope he continues to do well in his career. I enjoy watching him. He's a great player, another veteran um, of the game. Moving on, that was the last one that we had from from Premier League slash champion uh, Champions League. Moving over to the MLS players from the week, we're looking at Juan Hernandez from the Columbus Crew um, in their victory in their three to zero victory. We talked about Juan uh, a couple weeks ago. We've talked about him at least once this semester. Um, he's walking away from this game with all three goals that. Uh, Columbus scored, so he's walking away with all three goals. Obviously, super excited, super happy about that. Um, For an attacking mid, he only made 23 passes, and he got 18 out of those that were accurate, so 78% of that. Um, Another good player. I told you a couple weeks ago, keep your eye on this guy. He's doing – he's another younger-ish guy. I mean, he's – Youngerish is now a word, everyone. Um, he's 24 years old, moving, moving, doing a pretty solid career here in the MLS. Obviously, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, and here we are talking about him again. And this time, he's got a hat trick. So again, still performing, still doing great. Obviously, um, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, and he gets another spot on here for us to talk about him again. Doing great. Um, hopefully he can continue. I mean, like I said, or, and like I continue to say, once you perform like that, no matter what other team it is, because whatever league you're in, every team is competitive. Every team is, there's going to be some type of competition. I mean, the team at the very bottom of the table could beat the team at the very top just because they had they want it more. Just And so, again, like I continue to say, continue to watch these players. And whenever they perform like this, this is the new standard. I mean, if they're if they're not performing like this, then you're like, well, what was that? Was that just a fluke? Is that is that just a once in in a career thing? Why why aren't we why aren't we scoring hat tricks every week now? But I mean, being realistic, you can't do that. But it's it's that new. You want to push one. The player should wanting be wanting to push himself more towards that goal towards the performance he did this past week in scoring three goals, but also making it that thing that he's known for. Like he's he's a guy who who went from not doing so hot to scoring hat tricks every single week or at least putting a goal in the back of the net every single week because obviously it's unheard of realistically, but if it happens, it happens and that's amazing. Um but yeah, moving on to our next player, we're going to be looking at Robert Taylor from Inter Miami in their victory in their four to zero victory over Toronto. Um, Robert Taylor walks away with a nine point two match rating, man of the match obviously with two goals and one assist out of their four total goals. So he scores two of them, assists another one. Might as well call it a hat trick for the man. I mean, he's responsible. For three of their total goals, obviously another great player um, on that inner Miami squad. So somebody who's going to be able to spread that ball out and get that ball to obviously we were talking earlier to Messi. They're really basically their star player. So spreading that ball out and being able to get it to Messi, this is somebody that you're excited to watch because he, he showed that he's able to move the ball around and also somebody who is able to put the ball in the back of the net. So if we're getting the ball from somewhere else, he's still able to put it in the back of the net, but also taking that ball and spreading the love somewhere else. So hats off to him. Keep your eye out on him. Filling that role while Messi's out for now, um, but obviously doing really great. Uh, next one is Billy Sharp for LA Galaxy in their win 4-3 to three over Minnesota. Billy scores a hat trick. So he scores three of their four goals, obviously doing really great. Billy is um, a player who is up there in age. I mean, he is 37 years old, so obviously veteran of the game, knows exactly what he's doing. Um, Keep your eye out on him. Now, keep your eye out on him, not in a necessarily way as a rising star, somebody who's going to be here in three years, who's going to be doing absolutely 
crazy stuff, but keep your eye out on him for for the remainder of his career because he's somebody to not be slept on. Obviously, walking away with a, with a hat trick this week, somebody that is performing for his team is able to put the ball in the back of the net and finish those chances that his teammates create for him. Um, the next person we got is Christian Benteke. We talked about him a couple weeks ago, and I said remember his name because I'm sure we will talk about him again. Playing for DC United, this is from their loss against the New York Red Bulls, 3-5 to five score line, but again, we see another hat trick this week. We've seen a couple hat tricks this week, and one that was performed through assists, but we can look past that fact. But we see another hat trick this week. Christian Benteke, obviously a great player. Somebody who's been around for a minute, 32 years old, over here in the U.S. now. Somebody who's been around for a minute, knowing exactly what he's doing, and obviously this week performing really well. Um, Putting another hat trick on the board. I think he did that actually a couple weeks ago whenever we talked about him. But putting another hat trick on the board, um, showing him that what he's there to do is to win games and finish the ball that he's given. So obviously another player to continue to watch because it is exciting to see his career continue to flourish and um, doing well out there on the field. Another player who may not be around for a long time, but we're happy that he's here now and happy that he's still doing what he's doing at 32, putting three balls in the back of the net, doing pretty great for his team. Um, Last but certainly not least person that we're looking at from this past week is Luciano Acosta with Cincinnati in their 3-0 victory over Charlotte this week. Um, He scores one of the goals and assists one of the goals. So another player who's walking away with a 9.1 match rating, man of the match for this one, walking away, doing really great for his team. Another guy that's 29-ish years old, working his way up there in age, but still performing. A guy who you're going to be looking forward to put the ball in the back of the net, someone that you're going to be looking forward to maybe even just assist the other people on the field. But another player who is doing pretty great and to definitely continue to watch him throughout his career as he continues to play. Um, But yeah, that's about it that I have for players in games from this past week. Looking ahead for the rest of this week until we meet back here on Tuesday. We got EFL Cup being held tomorrow. Uh, around 1.45 p.m. is when most of the games start, and then there is one game at 2 p.m., so definitely look out for those. Those are going to be some good games. Um, if you don't know what the EFL Cup, it's just uh, another cup for, for the Eng- all the English teams to compete against each other in. Um, and then moving on over to Saturday, we obviously are seeing our MLS games are back on on Saturday. Most of them starting around 6.30, 7.30, 8.30, and then the last ones are starting at 9.30. So any of those games, I know sometimes those contradict with football, especially now. But, I mean, nowadays you can have like four screens up on one TV. So just pop it up in the corner or something like that. Watch it, a soccer game. Um, moving over to Premier League, we're seeing most of the – on Saturday we're seeing starting at 6.30, going all the way through 9 – and then a majority of the games coming in at 9 o'clock and then an 11.30 game on uh, Saturday, all of these are in the morning, obviously, so a lot easier to catch on those Saturdays when football is on all day. A lot easier to catch uh, a game in that early morning. And then looking over at Sunday, we see one Premier League game played at 8 a.m. and one MLS game played at 7 p.m. Um, and then Monday, one more Premier League game being played at 2 p.m., um, and that's all the Premier League at MLS. And then one last game that you guys should definitely keep your eyes out on as Champions League is is kicking off here recently and continuing to play in those in those games um, in the in the group stage and things like that. But we see Champions League next Tuesday. Right before we get in here, there's going to be some games at two o'clock or most games at two o'clock. Two games at 11.45 a.m. So most games in the afternoon next week. So definitely uh, check those out. 
Maybe we'll get a chance to talk about them before um, we get into or before we end the broadcast next week. Not completely sure if we will be able to um, or not, so I can't make any promises on that. But who knows? Now moving on into actually almost forgot one more game from this week is actually the JSU women's soccer team. It's going to be at UTEP um, on Sunday at 2 p.m., but you can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. So support us or just keep up with it online uh, for the score, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be a good game. Another one happening this Sunday at 2 p.m., uh, cheer on the girls, watch them, support them, or just keep up, or just try and keep up with it online. Um, and now, last thing we're going to get to is talking about the tables. First, we're going to start with the MLS Supporter Shield table. Still seeing Cincinnati up top, but we're seeing St. Louis is creeping ever so close to Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati sitting at top with 62 points versus St. Louis's 53. It used to be like, I thought, 15 or 16 points ahead Cincinnati was. But now St. Louis has brought that into a nine-point deficit. So obviously looking potentially good for a team to just walk in. Um, Obviously not going to be super easy for them to do, but not going to be the hardest thing for them to do. And then looking at the very bottom, we're still seeing Colorado and Toronto down there with 22 points. But we're seeing that Inter-Miami has stretched so far ahead with 32 total points. So obviously looking good for Inter-Miami. Not looking too hot for Colorado and Toronto, though. Um, Luke moving on over to the Premier League. Still seeing Man City at the very top with 18 points. Liverpool not far behind with 16 points now. So obviously... um, Catching up, seeing a bunch of teams right after them. Brighton, Tottenham, Arsenal, all one point apart from each other. Um, and then moving on down towards the bottom, we're seeing Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield United all with one point tied in the very end. And right above them in 17th is Bournemouth with three points. So still not looking great for Luton, Burnley, and Sheffield, but... Seeing Luton come away this week with a tie and getting that one point, obviously happy for them and looking good for for their season. Maybe they can turn it around now. But, uh, yeah, that's all that I have for today. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this week. I will catch you guys back here next week, and I hope you guys are able to watch a soccer game or keep up with them on your phone or something like that. But I will catch you guys Same time next week.